everybody, welcome back to another week of Deducation, the Teachers Talking Terror podcast, uh, where we take a movie and watch it and talk about it and then take a little spin on see what it would be like being an educator in that world. I'm one of your hosts, Mike. And I'm the other one, Courtney. And we are here this week with a very special guest. We, uh, we announced it a few weeks ago <laughs> and then ran into some scheduling issues because Courtney hung out too long at a pumpkin farm. Uh, Apple Orchard, whatever, but that's okay. It's good to have <laughs> friends. So you're always, op- I'm always open and available because I just don't have any friends. Uh, and so, but we announced it and then we had to table it and then we announced it again last week. And we are here with a very special guest from the Two Dumb Witches podcast. We have Delaney. So welcome, Delaney. And we are excited because when we have a guest, the, you're being our first guest, you get to pick the movie. So what did you bring to us this week? So I picked The Craft, um, and it has been one of my favorite movies for, like, forever. So pretty uh, stoked to talk about it today. Yeah. I remember when it came out, I was a sophomore in high school when this movie debuted, and I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theaters because it was a horror film. And because it's a horror film about high school girls, like, I was really into it because I was a (laughs) high school boy. Um, And so why did you choose this movie to bring this week? So I chose this movie normally for horror movies. I'm kind of more down for like a, like a vampire fantasy type movie, but with it being close to the Halloween season as well. Um, and being someone interested in the craft myself, I picked the craft. So yeah. Interested in the craft. I mean, you host a podcast, you co-host a podcast (laughs) called two dumb witches. And I've, you know, seen on Instagram and social media, you know, where like, you go to festivals and you like, you go all out. I do go all out. Uh, me and my two dumb witches, I co-host that with my friend Allie, um, who Courtney and I both went to school with. Uh, we I definitely, know her too. Uh, and you know her too because yeah. you're her teacher. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we, uh, we go around. I think we kind of had a falling out in, like, in high school and then we got back together and it just so happened that we both got into this, you know, into the craft. So, um, and we just kind of really built on that. And I was like, you know what? We like to talk and talk about dumb stuff. And we like to talk about witchy stuff. Let's make a podcast about it and talk about it. So, I, I think it's, that's awesome. I think it's awesome. And so as the resident expert on the craft, uh, not only the lifestyle, but also the film, uh, you have brought to us this 1996 I, it it qualifies as horror, but it definitely of the of the five movies we've watched thus far, it's I Courtney I think you would agree it's probably the least scary. Yes, but that's okay. Um, but it's also in some ways like the most complete film, and I say uh-huh. that because well, let's put it this way: Sleepaway Camp had sequels, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street has sequels. Terrifier and Terrifier 2, obviously a sequel situation. Halloween has sequels. There's no sequel to The Craft. So this really is our first, like, complete, we have a beginning, a middle, and an end. We come to terms with the whole nine yards. And and so um, I think that's important that uh, we cover some of that, too, where not everything is going to launch into a future show of sequel number seven or something like that. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, I've I've seen this a number of times. and, and this is, it's kind of a cool generational difference 
with me being obviously having both of you as students in high school, but so much like so much older than you guys, like a generation older than you guys that um, like so many of these actresses and actors like they were a thing in the 90s. They were in other things popped up all over the place. But yet for you guys, like it might unless you're really into the genre, it might be like you know, the first time you've seen this person somewhere or you've seen them and you don't have any connection to where else they've been. And, and, and so, uh, I think that's kind of cool. Um, I do want to ask Delaney before we get started, how, how accurate based on what you know, how accurate is how they handle the craft in this film? Um, it's, it's fairly accurate. It's more on like the darker side of stuff. I don't really like to mess around with a lot of dark stuff. I believe whatever you put out there, you get back three times. Uh, karma, even, if you will. I just, mm -hmm. I think you need to be careful with that stuff. And I think if you kind of get into a little bit of negative stuff, you're welcoming a lot of bad juju into your life. So, but I do think that that portion of it, um, even them, the, what is his name? The guy that they... Like work, like the name of the guy that they worship, Am Amond. Crit, Chris. Manon. Oh, Ma Ma Manon. Yeah, yeah Manon. Yeah, Ma yeah, Manon or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. And though I even looked that up, that's not a real like. I guess whoever made the craft was like, I'm making sure that I'm not going to pick somebody. <laughs> so these teenagers go out and like worship them. Um. But uh, definitely like a worshiping some type of like god or goddess or demon or like thing like that. That's definitely real things that people are doing and sacrificing blood or getting Ugh. together for rituals. Those are definitely things that people do. But like I said, it's a little on the darker side, but it's that's actually pretty accurate. Okay. So, so what were there were there any alternative films that you thought about bringing to the show this week? I know you'd send me a list. I don't remember what was on. I so I don't really, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of horror films that are like scary. Um, I don't uh, like stuff with like demons in it. <laughs> I don't like torture <laughs> movies. I just don't. There's something about them. I I mean, I'll watch them, but I'm just like, oh, this is disgusting, and I hate this. <laughs> so well, uh, uh, avoid Terrifier. And yeah, terrifier I was gonna too. say she, she would not have survived Terrifier. No, no. I have a friend at work that was like, man, that was rough, and I was like, I watched a podcast <laughs> about it. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> no, you you really don't. It was uh, don't waste your time. No, it's it's you know, but I do I you know I. I try not to be too dismissive because, um, you know, I feel kind of like we were talking a little bit about pre-show that like with you and the craft and witchcraft or whatever, like you, you kind of have to be accepting of all the different split offs from it oh, yeah. or else, or else you just become really jaded and kind of snotty. And so oh, yeah. I feel the same way about horror. Like I'm not a Rob Zombie horror fan, but I, but I understand that there are, and I don't want to dismiss his ability because people love it. And the same yeah. with like Terrifier. There are some people that want to go to a theater and see extremely <laughs> inventive gore. Yeah. And I'm personally just not one of them. I'm okay with gore, but I want, I want the story and plot and acting to be there first. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, and I felt the Terrifier movies were just, you know, let, how do we get from gore A to gore B to gore C? Uh -huh. um, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, if you're not into that, you could definitely avoid it because there was a sale on, on blood buckets <laughs> at Spirit Halloween. Nice. 
Um, but yeah, I did think about, uh, so I asked Allie, Allie's way more into horror. She actually really does like Rob Zombie films. So she mentioned a Rob Zombie film had something to do with witches or something. I don't know. Uh, probably Lords of Salem or something like that. Yes. And my mom had also, my mom also really, really likes horror. Um, so I had asked her, she'd mentioned that one. I was like, "Mm, I don't really know. I don't really like Rob Zombie movies. Thank you. (laughs) Thank thank you for that. Um, I I would have stomached it, but I would have been like, oh, (laughs) note to self, do not ask Delaney back on the show. And then Allie had also mentioned The Witch. Which I think you I lo- had I, I mentioned that, that you liked that movie, um, and I would still be interested in watching it. I'm not saying that I don't watch any horror films. I am more of like a slasher thriller type person, and like I said, I really like like vampire, like Underworld and stuff like that. Those kind of have you movies. have you seen Have you seen The Witch? I have not. She did tell oh, me okay. a good oh, snippet of it, but it's it, it's it's a very slow burn of a movie. Um, it takes place in like Puritan time to where there wasn't really any overarching, like there wasn't the church as we know mm-hmm. it today. So it was just a lot of, if you don't believe, then you have to leave, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so a family was just, Nope, we're not on board with what everybody else is doing. And we're going to go live on our own by the woods. And there just happened to be a witch that lives in the woods, but you see good. the witch like twice the entire movie. Right. <laughs> but, but, but there's so much, but it's, it's not, your like, it's not your pointed hat and talk to the skies kind of witch. It's just like the old the old forest hag that will steal your child. And yeah, almost like the folklore type witch. Yeah, oh, very much folklore witch. And so uh, it, it is a it's a very slow burn, and it's it's just it's so beautifully shot, and it's it's a really good movie. But it's it's not one you're gonna watch. It's like. To call, I guess, uh, just to kind of frame it, um, to say the witch and the craft are both witchcraft movies, they would be at different like conventions and festivals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, their their little sects are probably not crossing over much. <laughs> okay. I mean, I do. I definitely wanted to watch it. She's like, it is good. She goes, there's a few parts that are a little bit like triggery, maybe not like for everybody. She goes, but mm-hmm. it's definitely. Oh, yeah. She goes, it's definitely a witch movie, so. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like witch movies kind of get overlooked. Like, you know, vampires get the front and center, and monsters get front and center, and slashers get front and center, and even ghosts really get front and center. You have Poltergeist and other... But I feel like, you know, like, movies with just dedicated... The witch is, like, the main character. We... Good or bad. I just feel like there's not many of them. And I, I don't, don't think why. there is either. I don't think there is either. You know, the, the craft, of course, we talked about the witch. But otherwise, you get, like, Hocus Pocus. And it's like... Yeah. You know, and I just... I don't know. I, I guess I don't... I really don't know why. I know there's others out there, but they're more of a plot device mm-hmm. as, you know, as opposed to just a straight-up witch. They're usually somebody sacrificed because that's what, that's what they did. You know, you mm-hmm. got to kill the witch, so... Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. We should probably get into the movie, which is fine, because <laughs> uh, we've talked enough about the craft. So, um, pretty straightforward, simple plot line, really. Uh, we got a new girl at school, Sarah, um, and she's kind of she's kind of into her stuff. One thing that I think we do see with the witches, especially Sarah, is Sarah's got powers, mm-hmm. um, and and they're just kind of natural powers. They she can make pencils stand up on their ends. And I mean, it's not like hardcore stuff, 
but you could tell like she's you know she's your like bewitched type witch she's yes i'm gonna come to school and i'm gonna look pretty and i'm gonna be normal but when no one's paying attention i'm gonna do just to entertain myself some witchy witchy things yeah just some (laughs) witchy things uh, if they move, they move from San Francisco to Los Angeles. That's her dad and her stepmom. Her stepmom's important here because we find out as the story moves along that her real mom also had some powers. So, um, and so she moves to this new school and as, as is done in many, many nineties movies, I've seen a lot of nineties movies. And for some reason it's a, um, it's a trope they do that. We're going to bring the beautiful new girl in, um, and then she has no friends. Yeah, like, nobody likes her. They're like, ew. No, <laughs> nobody likes the beautiful new girl. Now, as an educator of 20 years, it's ridiculous. You, yeah. tell a classroom, you tell a classroom full of kids there's a new kid coming, and every kid is interested in who the new kid is. And unfortunately, even though none of them want to say it, it all boils down to what they want to know is, how does the new kid look? Yep. When you tell them there's a new kid coming, we know nothing about the new kid. But as soon as they step foot in the door, which click grabs onto them is instantly decided. Um, you know, if if she's cute and dresses nice, then the cute popular girls are going to take her. If it's a boy, well, is he dirty? Does he look sporty? <laughs> you know, it's it's unfortunate, but kids are they're visual yeah. about it and they latch on. And sometimes it'll switch because the she may be you know she may be the the cute new girl but she's an absolute just drag to be around she's mean <laughs> and so they cast her off pretty quick but in this case you know we've got sarah comes in she's nice and she's pretty uh and naturally nobody wants anything to do with her for whatever reason yeah, they're uh, like she's gross yeah, yeah. But you can, we don't know her. So I love the fact that in a Los Angeles high school, kids are going to keep their distance from the new kid. Exactly. Um, except she does form a group. She does form a friendship with with a group of girls who themselves are outcasts. Uh, of course, all beautiful. Um, so they're the beautiful outcasts. Not an ugly kid in this school. Uh, and and uh, but it's because the rumors they're all witches. Ooh. Um, and so you know, but again. I think right now the the three girls uh, before Sarah joins, um, they're not witches. They're I think they're interested, but I think they're just kind of their own thing. And it's like like Bonnie uh, Nev Campbell's character, like she just has burn scars. Like so, of course, everyone's are, oh, like, I, it's like they're <laughs> just disgusted have... by this awful thing that happened to her. Yeah, yes, she did, yeah, and she's. <laughs> No right. control over it. Like she was in a car accident and gets burn scars, and apparently everybody just assumed it was a failed burning at the stake experiment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and and you know Nancy, she's just poor and dresses in black, so she's clearly white trash. Rich. As she doesn't yeah. want to be white trash. Right. She doesn't. Want, and then there's Rochelle, who is she's just she's beautiful. Like she, she is. She's on the diving team and she's well kept or whatever. She just I but she's black. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why she's the outcast because and I think she's she's the only black person that I really seen in like the whole. I didn't think I seen any others like in the background no. of the movie. No, 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 and I think they probably worked pretty hard to do that, yeah. which makes it completely unrealistic because you just this takes place in a Los Angeles uh-huh. public high school. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is not Lewistown or anything. Yeah, like what public high school has one black kid <laughs> in in LA? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, whatever. So she's black, so she must be a witch because 
because we're a school full of idiots and that's all we know. Um, and so, you know, the girls, the three of them, Nancy and Bonnie and Rochelle, they, you know, they are, they do worship uh, Manon. And so, again, like you said, which is a fictional deity, but whatever. Sarah joins their group and Sarah's like, hey, I, let's let's be witches together. And so it's it's kind of cute because it's it's like these are all like, obviously they're all adults playing teenage kids, but they're all in this realm of, uh, it's kind of cute because like they join up and then they do like what elementary kids do as high school kids. Like we're going to get together and we're going to play make believe and have fun. And it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Um, and then Chris comes in. Good old Chris. So oh, He is like your typical jock. Yeah. So such a typical jock, but in all of his <laughs> yeah. friends, like, like yeah. yeah, like they're, they're dumb. They're ignorant. I mean, they're just jerks. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Chris, he he's not afraid to come on to the new girl. Uh, no, he's because, not. Because he lives by the motto, I'm sure, of like, it's fresh meat. Like, she's new, she's pretty, so I'm going to try and get with her because that's what I do. And, uh, <laughs> that's and that's my she thing. Says, she said, yeah, that's, that's what we do here. And, <laughs> And of course, you know, he turns her down or she turns him down, but that doesn't stop Chris. Um, but while we're at this, this is where we see Bonnie uh, in class. She notices Sarah is like she's like making this pencil like levitate and spin in the air because Sarah's so bored in her first week of school at this new place that she's just going to witch out right there and like home ec or whatever. And nobody wants to talk to her still. So she's no, just like, oh. No. Yeah. yeah, well, OK, I'll entertain myself. Um <laughs> And so Bonnie goes to the other three and she's like, she's our fourth. You know, we can go full avatar now as we've got wind, water, earth, and fire. Uh, and so uh, now we're all powerful. Like that's all we needed. That's the one thing we were one step away. And then this gigantic Los Angeles high school, we could not find one other outcast. <laughs> Everybody in this school is, is in the same click except these three. And now they've got Sarah. Um, then we get this weird, uh, Delaney, do you have any thoughts, or Courtney, do you have any thoughts on this this snake carrying like homeless vagrant that wanders into her house? He startled me at first, and I I honestly thought he was going to be a bigger part of the movie mm -hmm. than um, what he was when it first like flashed to him. But he, I don't know he he was I don't want to say a scary. He was just weird. Like he was kind of creepy. With the snakes, I'm not really. I don't want to say I'm scared of snakes, but oh, you can. This, it's okay. Like <laughs> this, I don't movie, think anyone's gonna judge you. <laughs> um, well, I but I'm not like. They, oh, I okay. Mean, I thought they don't like really you bother were, me. You, I thought you were and just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> but this this guy with this snake is just kind of like, dude, you're creepy. It, that's um, the '90s. The '90s were really rough for horror. Um, the 70s were great, the 80s were great, and everything just ran out of steam in the 90s. I think once Hollywood realized how profitable, because a lot of horror in the 80s came from independent uh, independent markets. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, we talked during that, you know, during that episode that if it weren't for the success of Nightmare on Elm Street, New Line Cinema would have tanked. Uh, Halloween back in 78 was, was an independent film. Like, you know, in, like movies in the 80s were just, studios were churning them out, the more the merrier, because they didn't care if they did well in the box office, they wanted them to go to, or they wanted them to go into video stores so they could sell and rent. 
Well, then you get to the nineties and like they're out of original ideas. And so it's a bunch of it's, and, and it's like, this movie's fine, but it's a bunch of stuff that's very teen driven. Like the market started to figure out, Hey, if we can make things like PG 13, more kids can see them and we'll get, mm-hmm. we'll get more butts in the seats. And so you get things like this and uh, there's just a, a lot of bad sequels. Um, you know, it really wasn't until the same year that like Scream really revolutionized how horror in the 90s was. But even then it was so self-referential and just made fun of the genre while being a fresh breath of the genre. Uh, and so this whole uh, Vagrant with a Snake was very typical of the 90s of just, we're going to put in something that's a little off-putting. Not necessarily (laughs) scary, but just out. Like, we're going to let a homeless man walk into your house and he's going to have a snake and you're going to be afraid of that. Why? Because a 13 or 14-year-old kid would be afraid of that. Uh, and he's, and he's so, just gross. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's just kind of, I don't know, in some ways it almost like... It's almost contradictory because here's this movie set on, you know, don't judge people by their differences because you don't know what they're capable of. And then we've got this homeless guy that we then, the people who are being judged are quick to judge. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just shows that teens aren't different no matter where you're at. Um, but he is kind so, of a good device too because he does later on, he's like, you know, I saw you dead in my dreams, yeah, you know. So right. he is kind of like something bad's going to happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, he was, he's that like, um, he's that storytelling piece of like, what's gonna, cause we need somebody. It's like every, every horror film always has that somebody that knows all the facts, but they're not a super important character so that they just, they just complete all the backstory so that people who can't draw conclusions have somebody to just spell it all out for them. <laughs> and that's this guy, you know, and then, you know, he gets hit by a car. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's following the girls and he just runs through traffic and he gets, he just gets destroyed by, was it a, I don't, was it just a car? I've seen so I many movies. I think it was like a car. A tr- that like, yeah, like a little okay. truck. Cause I yeah, feel like. Cause they showed cause him when like, it showed they, his body, you know, tumbling yeah, under Yeah. The they tires. show him like getting rolled over by yeah. the tires. <laughs> and so like, and then the girls believe that it was their, their combined power that made that happen. And they're like super excited about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the man, the homeless man walking through a busy street in traffic that did it. I'm, I'm not ready yeah. to give the girls credit yet for their power. It's like, did you see it? I think we yeah. made that happen. No, I think the driver of that truck who wasn't paying much attention as this guy stumbled across the road in front of him, I think he's the one who did it. Um, so Sarah goes on a date with Chris. Sarah, you know, pushes away his advances. Chris goes ahead and tells everybody that they slept together anyway. Because when you're in a high school where everybody is in the same clique but four people, they're just going to believe you. So now for some reason, everybody, like, everybody's like, I don't know, it's just so weird. Like, nobody cared about Sarah when she moved in. And now everybody cares about rumors about Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Um, and so Teenagers care about rumors. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's, 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 like, that's true. That's because true. it wasn't a positive rumor. Like he, yeah. I mean, he said she was bad. Right. Yeah. He's, I've actually that, that rumor told about me, like by somebody. They didn't say I was bad, but they told people that. And I was like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he was like, what? I'm like, 
you shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's uncool. <laughs> right. Very uncool. Um, and so Sarah confronts him. And he's disrespecting her. Like, what did we expect? Like, he's a jerk. Yep. She fell for his looks. And then he's a jerk. And now she's upset because he was a jerk. Um, and so they decide they're going to, they're going to, they're going to play with magic a little bit. Um, you know, Sarah, she casts a love spell and they're doing a sleepover. Right. Uh, so this is where we meet like everybody. This is where we find the four girls have their own uh, challenge. And in, in Sarah's case, it's this rumor. She's the new girl. So she doesn't have the opera. She doesn't have the credibility yet to deny it. So she needs magic. She wants to cast a love spell on Chris to make Chris do anything she wants him to do. Uh, Rochelle, we find out on the diving team as the only black person in the entire school. Uh, it doesn't surprise, you know, it's no surprise that, um, Laura Lizzie is, is racist. Um, do you guys recognize the actress that plays her at all? I've seen her, but I can't place where I feel like I've seen her a lot. Right. She, yeah. Yes. Right. Um, she, cause I looked her up cause she looked familiar, Christine Taylor, yep. but I don't remember what she's in. Yeah. Well, she she's Ben Stiller's wife. Okay. Um, and so she's been in vehicles he's been in. Uh, they did a remake. Uh, they not a remake, but they they made a movie a movie spoof of the Brady Bunch TV show. Okay. And, and she played Marsha uh, in the Brady Bunch movie because um, she's like spitting image of Marsha. Um, she was on a TV show back when I was a kid. It was a Nickelodeon show called Hey Dude. It's set like a, it was a bunch of teens that work on a dude ranch out in like Nevada or something like that. She was on there, but she was in Zoolander. That's um, where I've seen her from. That's one of my yeah. favorite, like cheesy yeah. movies. <laughs> and so, yeah. And of course, because she and Ben Stiller's relationship, she, but she's been a ton, she's been in a ton of other stuff, but those are, those are usually what people go to is like the Brady Bunch movie, uh, and, and Zoolander. Um, she was the reporter, nice. uh, in Zoolander. And so, yeah, but in this movie, she's just a racist and she's like openly racist. Even during yeah. like, even during like diving practice, she's yelling racist remarks at Rochelle. She's diving and the coach is just like, you should probably stop that. Like, I would you like know. you to quit saying racist things. Yeah. But like, I'm not that mad about it, but like, please quit. Yeah. Laura, knock it off. You distracted her dive. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, Rochelle casts a spell on her to, um, so all of her hair falls. Like, well, not all of her hair, but she just casts a spell on her so she can kind of get, uh, like, her personal appearance diminished. Yeah. Um, well, and it, it was, there was a stipulation. It was as soon as she said something mean again to her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then it would start falling out. And then, She'd of get course, she did immediately. Taste yeah. of her own medicine. Right, 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 right. Bonnie's, Bonnie's personal challenge is she just doesn't want to be ugly anymore. And it's like, you're not ugly. She you has burn... no burns on her face. No, no, like you have burn scar. You have burn scars on like your upper back. Like, yeah. but you're, you're Nev Campbell. You're not an ugly person. Yeah. Uh, but that's her, like her challenge is self-esteem. Like that is a huge weight on her shoulders, literally. And she wants that taken care of. And then Nancy just goes whole hog. I'm tired of yeah. being white trash and I want all the power. Like I want, I want to be the human embodiment of Manon. So yeah. uh, go big or go home, I guess, if you're Nancy. <laughs> and uh, and so they go out and they put knives in the sand and they say their spells and and uh, and it happens. Um, you know, Rochelle, she goes and gets a scan and her, her 
scar tissues literally just like flaking off like yeah, like, she like put, nothing <laughs> like she rubbed glue on her back and let it yeah, dry yeah. and then they just peeled it off uh of course chris is infatuated with sarah like over we'll get to that in a second uh you know rochelle laura starts losing her hair and now she's wearing a bald cap and nancy's stepdad has a fatal heart attack uh and he they get an insurance settlement and this part was laughable this laughable yeah <laughs> this is like where you can definitely tell it was 26 years ago yeah because it's like when he said "Ooh, like you've got a big you know and i was thinking like millions of dollars yeah, and then same. he's like he's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> i think is what he said i was like excuse me like, well, you even... and if you're like them, though, that is a, yes, like it is definitely a million dollars to them. But yeah, I'm like, it, nowadays you can't even buy like a nice house. They yeah, wouldn't I mean, have been able know, to afford where they lived now. Oh, no, heck, no, no, they're not no living way. in the penthouse on $150,000. It, no, it, it absolutely was life changing. But they literally went from uh, we went from living in a trailer to, like you said, living in the penthouse driving new cars, having yeah. a jukebox. Like, it's like, what? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was, I'd forgotten how much it was until we, I rewatched it. And they said that, I think I literally kind of laughed out loud. Cause I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> like, yes, it was 26 years ago, but like, come on. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the turn of the century where things were like a nickel for, you know, yeah. um, and so it was like, okay, whatever, whatever. And so they move into that apartment and, and Nancy just gets more and more power hungry. Um, and so she, no, I, okay. I got a little ahead of myself. Nancy originally just wanted, um, she just wanted to quit being poor, right? That was her yeah. initial, but now she gets more power hungry. Now is where we get the scene where, uh, the four girls, you know, they complete the invocation of the spirit and they're out on the beach and, they're, uh, you know, they're doing their thing. They've been warned, though, um, because despite the fact that there's apparently only four teenage witches in Los Angeles, uh, there is an occult shop in town. So ran uh, by a love and light witch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So uh, she's on the other side of the spectrum that they're on. And she just gives a straight up warning. Well, she sees it in Sarah like she can sense it. in yeah. Sarah. She realizes the others are, are kind of posers. Uh, but she, she recognizes dark things coming from Nancy and warns, warns Sarah, like, you don't want to do this spell. Um, but again, they're teenagers. So when have they ever listened to an adult? Um, and so they head out and they do their invocation of the spirit and Nancy's struck by lightning. Um, and apparently they all just took a nap because yeah. it's now morning Nancy is doing a completely realistic, not CGI'd walk on water. <laughs> top-notch special effects. Uh, and they go around the bend, and there's just like a beach full of beach, or like a like dead a, sharks. Dead yeah. sharks. Like uh And, and then I like, like that, how Nancy's like, these are my gifts. It's like, that's uh -huh. what you wanted? Dead sharks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, what you wish for. Like, okay. And, uh, and so, you know, Nancy is just, she's really losing touch. Um, she's going very power hungry to the point that, you know, she's really scaring Sarah. Um, and so 
sorry, my alarm was going off there. Um, and so she's just completely um, devoid of anything. Risky yeah. behavior, like just running through red lights because she believes I could control everything yeah. now. She loses all like logical thinking. Yeah. Everything. She becomes a little untouchable. Yes. Yeah, very much Untouchable. So. That's good. And then you were talking pre-show, uh, Delaney, about um, like what what areas of, of witchcraft that you are more interested in and interested in and why you avoid other areas. And so I think some of that negativity comes up here. So elaborate a little bit on uh, what you, what you like and what you avoid. So the kind of the rule of thumb is whatever you put out, you get back three times. So if you're doing things to cause other people harm, that that's going to, it's karma. It's going to come back to you one way or another in some form or another. It's going to come back, which is again, it kind of has to do, they say it a few times, which is always in, it seems like in witch things all the time, as above, so below. That's okay. kind of what that means. Like okay. whatever you put out there, it's going to come back and it's, it's down there and it's up there kind of thing. So be careful. Do, do you think now you would know way better than mm-hmm. I would know. Do you think some of this verbiage and some of these lines, do they predate movies like this? And then the movies through research, like the screenwriter through research, put some of that stuff in the movie or, or is it like, or is it where some of it is heard in a script somewhere in a movie? And then that starts to become the vernacular of, of the, the lifestyle. I think as above, because I looked into it a little bit, because you hear it all the time, and I've I've obviously done a lot of research into this stuff in general. Um, I think that's been used forever, and I think that through research, probably filmmakers and stuff have seen it, and so they just keep using it. And I don't think they explain it very good sometimes, because like you might hear that and you'd be like, "I have no idea what that means," you know. I think most people would be like, "I wouldn't know that that means that whatever you put out there, you're going to get back," kind of thing. I, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah I mean, I wouldn't so, but it, it is, it's said a lot in lots of like text and most research. It talks about it a lot in one way or another. They word it a little bit different all the time. Also in different like cultures, they word it a little bit different too, but okay. um, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely the darker side of things. Um, I think anytime you're messing with like spirits or anything, you just need to be careful because they're the creepy stuff does happen. Unfortunate yeah. things seem to happen. So if you're going to put it all out there and want some bad shit to happen to people. I would be careful what you get in return, <laughs> which those yeah. people found out. Yeah, yeah. they did. And, they, they and, that, did. and that's kind of, you know, it's why I, I transitioned you because that's what we're starting into here now is part of the movie where, um, you know, these spells are coming back to them. And, and I remember them saying, you know, whatever you put out comes back threefold. Mm-hmm. And so yes. not, not being one, you know, that, that um, practices or researches. I was just curious mm-hmm. because, you know, movies and, and pop culture are so influential on what comes after it that, you know, it's, it's like stuff like this existed before the craft. And, but it's like pieces of it were brought from the shadows to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so that's where people then hear it. And so they just attribute it to the craft or other movies before, without knowing that it actually existed prior to that. You know, we just give screenwriters a ton of credit. It's like, wow, they make up such cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, in fact, yeah. no, a lot of times they just find it 
and uh-huh. use a way to put it on screen. And then that's, that's where we absorb it. But we don't go further than the source. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't go to the original source. We go from, from where it birthed with us and then go forward as like, this movie really changed my life. Yeah. When in fact, you know, that movie was based on a book that also would have changed your life yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, um, I do yes. think that this movie is a very good representation of exactly what that means. Like that's Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I think it's very good like just <laughs> just be careful what you put out there. And that's <laughs> right. good for I think anybody, even if you don't believe in witchcraft, don't do don't don't put bad shit out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, ka- yeah ka- karma itself is not a witchcraft. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That, that's just, that's just that's just a you know, it's been accepted as a thing just everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of what ideology or philosophy you live by, it's just this whole hey, be a good person and good things will happen to you, yes. etc. And so that is nice to see that. You know, not everything is like way off when it comes to different walks of life that there's still some there's still some pretty like uh, transitional rules that apply across the board. So we can all agree uh, on quite a few things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Bonnie, of course, her scars are take care of. She becomes very narcissistic. Yeah. Uh, you know, like she's really fallen into going beyond what she wanted. And now, I mean, she's throwing herself around at this point. Uh, yeah. Because she's getting the attentions that she never would receive before, and she's just going too far. Um, Rochelle finds, you know, with Laura that the the pain of what she did to her is far has been far worse than anything Laura had done to Rochelle. Yes, um, yeah. like you know, racism is a terrible, terrible thing, um, but Rochelle had her skin was thick enough that she was bothered by Laura's treatment, but it wasn't physically doing her any damage. Whereas here, like, you know, she comes into the shower stall and Laura is just like, her hair's literally all out. And And at first, like when she had taken her swim cap off, like when it had first happened and she lost some hair, I mean, honestly, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? Like you deserve this. I mean, yeah, I did you too. make you make fun of Laura's or you make fun of um Rochelle's hair. Like you you deserve this. But then I felt I did feel kind of bad when like she's bald yeah. and she's sobbing in the shower because And she doesn't know why. Like yeah, that's yeah. Like and and that like there's really no lesson for Laura to learn from this. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't an like it just happened and she's not there's Rochelle knows the connection between the racism and the spell, but Laura doesn't yeah. So like all Laura's hair is falling out and she has no idea why. And, but that's not going to make her any less racist. No. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, it's, cause that's what happened to me. I made fun of a witch's hair once and there we go. Uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. I was yours Delaney. I think, oh, I think well. some like sophomore year, I think I made fun of you or something. No, of course, of course I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool when teachers make fun of students. Yeah, it's yeah, well, <laughs> it happens. It just does. not, just not to their, just face. not to their face. Uh, and then Nancy uses this little spell again, top-notch CGI effect here, uh, where she makes herself look like Sarah to to take advantage of Chris and his spell. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris has been wanting to do nothing but finally get with Sarah. Nancy now looks like Sarah, 
they get together. Uh, and Sarah naturally walks in. Um, Chris does a double take, realizes he's with Nancy. Uh, and like, he like, she throws him out the window. Like, yeah. And I so, do want to know that he had said the same thing about Nancy, like that he'd slept with oh, her. Yeah. And like, yeah, so yeah. he'd yes. done all that stuff and she even brought it up and he was like, you know, and then that's when she changed her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the I get the feeling like Chris is a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just and he's, been try- he's just he's been, been sleeping with all these yeah. people. He's yeah, been trying he's, to. He's I mean, been he's trying to compensate yeah. somehow because yeah, he's, he's got not really yeah. getting any. He's got no game. No, and he's <laughs> tried to score with with every every high school girl at this Los Angeles high school, and he's been pushed away every time. But then he just tells everybody that he's been with him, and then. Yeah, everybody believes it because he's The Chris. dude has the most boring personality ever. Yeah. Well, so. when you meet a girl for the first time and you're like, what are you doing after school? I'm busy. I got football practice. Yeah. You can come watch. It's like, all right, bud. Like, you've got 10 yeah. out of 10 goals there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could almost yeah. I could almost hear my brother Tegan telling that to somebody, <laughs> though, if I had to be honest. <laughs> he probably oh, says yeah. that to his girlfriend. You know Tegan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I could. I could see T saying that for sure. He's he's a little bit full of himself sometimes. Just maybe. Well, he's an eighth grade boy, but maybe not. Maybe not as eloquently as Chris says it. But yeah, T Tegan would have his 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 pink, you know, Trump like Fisher hat on. Yeah. Yep. With his hair, well, he's got he's got Rochelle hair. I'll give he's him that. Got cool hair. Uh, so, uh, and so Sarah, Sarah goes all out cause she's now to the point where she's like, Nancy's gone overboard. Things have gotten out of control. Uh, so she attempts, uh, what do they call it? Like a binding spell. Yes. Uh, she's going to cast a spell on Nancy to basically tap her powers and turn them off. Um, and it doesn't work because Nancy has gotten to the point. She's too powerful. Uh, and all three of them now turn on Sarah. Um, and it's weird cause it's like, they're all so, for not financially, but they've they've all profited from mm-hmm. their spell yeah. that they are like, like they're like completely like brainwashed into believing that we this is us. Like we've lost touch with who we are, but this mm-hmm. is who the new us is. And uh, and so Sarah heads back to the the love and light witch Lirio. Um, She's going to get help and, you know, changes her mind. And it's like, we're kind of coming to, to a conclusion here. Uh, the girls, they like, they're all in, you know, we have our very typical nineties horror film of a lot of scary stuff happens, but it's just a dream. Um, so the witches are attacking her in her dreams. And saying some pretty, I mean, like they want her to kill herself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They tell her, yeah, they tell her her whole family's died in a plane crash. Yeah. And, and uh, they, like you said, they try to convince her to commit suicide. Playing Nancy, on her mental illness. Cut her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we did find that earlier. We kind of glossed over it that Sarah had attempted at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but Sarah, you know, Nancy cuts Sarah's wrists herself. Like, But Sarah, really above all else, Sarah has always been the most powerful witch of the four. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that had like the natural ability, mm-hmm. but she's just harnessed it. And, and now she's like, all right, gloves are off now. So <laughs> she, she invokes that confidence a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so push to the edge. She invokes the spirit because apparently the spirit's just lying around waiting to be invoked. Uh, <laughs> just I think the way they me. kind of 
put it as like what your intentions are. So like if you want to okay. use the spirit for good, it will do good. If you just want to use it for bad, it will do bad. But you, it's kind of on you how you want to use its power kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's not yeah, inherently it's, it's good like, or bad. Right. So it's, it's, it's kind of like in the wizard of Oz when Dorothy lands in the, and Munchkin land and Glenda comes down in her bubble and she just asks her right away, are you a good witch or a bad witch? You know, because you've got the ruby slip, you've got the ruby slippers on. What are you going to do with the power of the slippers? Uh Uh, And so that's, that's basically what Sarah's dealing with now is she's invoked the spirit. So now it's like, she gets to decide what she's going to do with it. Um, And she uses it to, um, you know, to, to do what she needs to do. So she first scares off Bonnie and Rochelle by making her look up, making Bonnie look ugly and making Rochelle look like her hair fell out. That was enough for those two to, to just tip yeah, out. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, it did come back three times because now Bonnie's got the burns like all over her face yeah. and um, she's looking a little like Freddy Krueger. Right. And I like how she's a good right witch. She's like good witch enough to where she doesn't actually do it to him. She just makes yes, them think yes. it happens. Exactly. Yeah. That's just it. Like it, it's like it comes back one and a half times. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make you think. You look in the mirror, you're going to see what you think yeah. you see, but it's not really there. But you're not really ugly. And then uh, Sarah and Nancy go at it and they're flying around and doing their stuff. And, uh, and she finally gets Nancy's powers binded. Um, and just shuts her down like you are unable to cause harm forever. Um, and so now that the, you know, the, the pun intended, now that the spell is broken, um, Bonnie and Rochelle come crawling back to Sarah, you know, because they, they're completely powerless now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they come crawling back and, and Sarah just, you know, she just doesn't really want anything to do with them. No. I like how they're um, kind of like, oh, she has no powers, and they just kind of yeah. like prod uh, at her. Yeah. And then she's like, well, look at this, you know? She's like, don't mess with me. As they're walking, like, you know, the yeah. branch falls down. Exactly. And it's then, like, uh, whoops. And just basically, hey, careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then we cut to Nancy, who is just in a straight jacket in a psychiatric hospital. Um, do, are you guys familiar with the actress Feruza Balk at all? No. Okay. She, um, her, she, she's been in stuff. Uh, I think she's a fine actress, but she's got a very distinctive look. She's the, the actress who plays Nancy Mm -hmm. and you feel bad for her because she does have such an animated face and a very large tooth, tooth filled smile. Um, that, uh, but she, she played, um, Vicky Valancourt in the water boy, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, but her first, her first big role was actually another Wizard of Oz reference. There was a Disney made a sequel to the Wizard of Oz in the eighties called Return to Oz, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, is it's a straight up horror film. Um, and she plays she plays Dorothy, and in the beginning of the movie, like because she's she's returned from Oz and she's still so fixated on the Emerald City and everybody that's there, like Aunt like. Aunt M takes her to a psychiatric hospital and it's kind of reminiscent because, you know, it's like, this is in some ways like the second movie she's been in a psych hospital for being a witch. Cause she wasn't a witch in the wizard of Oz, but you know, they all thought she was a witch because are you a good witch or a bad witch? And you know, and she's battling with witches, but return to Oz is, uh, 
as a kid, it was like nightmare fodder, like creepy, creepy stuff going on in that movie. Huh. And it's a Disney movie made for kids. And yeah, yeah you still, you've, you know, yeah. you've got, um, but yeah, it's there. You've got the main witch in the movie. Mombi is her name. Like she steals heads off people. And she's got this like closet full of heads to where she just like, at one point there's a headless tort, like a headless body that goes up to the cabinet and puts a head on. Um, and that's the person. And that's the person she looks like. Um, yeah, it's, it's creep. It's, that's for weird. young kids, it's very harrowing. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, she played uh, she played Dorothy Gale in that movie. So she's kind of been around a lot of stuff, and she's she's a good actress. Uh, but she definitely plays delusional and crazy pretty well, especially at the end of this. So she's, yeah, she's I like her character a lot in yes. this movie. Yeah, and so, uh, but Sarah, like Sarah, broke her brain basically. You know, when she bound her powers. Um, you know, she still thinks she can fly. She's, I mean, she's, she's a nutcase, you know? Uh, and, and because nobody understands, and this is the nineties where we didn't actually look into psychiatric issues. We just institutionalized them. Yeah. Um, she's got delirium. Yeah. We got to get her her off the street. Got another crazy. Keep her in Um, there with all of her crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) she'll pass eventually. Um, (laughs) And so, but that's that's it for the craft. That's that's our film. Uh, Courtney, have you seen this before? No. <laughs> Do you even I watch did. movies? I know. I feel like I, I, I don't honestly. Like, if I'm gonna watch something, it's gonna be a TV show. Like, mm-hmm. ask me. Although I shouldn't say ask me about a TV show. I've probably seen it because I am a comfort. Yeah. TV show. Like I've mentioned, I've told Mike like. I've probably seen Criminal Minds ten or eleven times. She she, she likes she likes those comfort shows like Criminal. Yeah, Minds. like, like I, I want to know. How to, you know, I want to know how to get away with murder. Yeah, like not like Friends or The Office <laughs> or Everybody Loves Raymond. You know, comfort stuff like that. Like, have you seen no, that new my, comfortable episode of Criminal Minds? Yeah, my comfort and, show is House. It's still got people dying, but it's coming. oh yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite. But, yeah, but it's mean, got a snarky doctor. Oh god, so. yes, I love I'm, him. I love how mean he is. <laughs> So and yeah, I'm like Criminal Minds. I'm there for Matthew Gray Gubbler all the way. I'm more like The Witcher, Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen The Witcher. I and I haven't seen the new Game of Thrones spinoff. I have. I did watch all of the original series. That was my Sunday night comfort. Like everyone would go to bed, and I would just stay up and watch an hour of it, and it was just bliss. Like, the characters aren't as good in the in the spinoff, but they've grown on me. They they've grown on me, and I, I am interested in watching the next season. So, I've heard nothing but good things, yeah. but for me, like, my, I'm, I'm so busy, and my interests are, I won't say short-lived, but if they would have popped this on immediately after the last season of Game of Thrones, I'd continue watching it. Oh, but it's yeah. like if if you give me a chance to take a break, I'm not one to jump back into a show. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So I just have other things going on, like movies and movies and more movies. So yeah. All right, uh, shall we grade this thing? Yes. Delaney, as the guest, we will give you first opportunity to play the role of educator. Uh, <laughs> you're a substitute teacher yep, today. you're a substitute teacher. <laughs> what grade would you give this movie? So, and I'm a little, I feel like I'm just biased because it's just one of my favorite movies. So it kind of, 
I wouldn't say it's the best movie I've ever seen. Also, when when we talked about this movie to begin with, I didn't even know if it would can be considered horror because it's not scary to me. It's, of course it is. I know it's probably scary to somebody, but it's not scary to me, I guess. You well, know, and, go ahead. And it's more like a people suck kind of horror. Like, people suck, mm-hmm. and that's a really real thing that mm-hmm. people go through. Kids, especially in high school, are going through. Like, bullying and wanting revenge on people and that sort of thing. So I would probably just give it a 90. <laughs> I wouldn't give it a 100 by any means. I wouldn't give Sorry. it any extra credit points, but it is good. And I do like cheesy 90 movies. So it's like. <laughs> oh, so you get a 90 for the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. So, unfortunately, on Lewis Hunt's grading scale, that's a B. Yeah, <laughs> so, I would give it a B. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Courtney, how about you? I'm coming in with a B plus. Um, I really liked this movie. Like when I had first started it, I was like, "Oh, like this." You know, I mean, even though it's not scary, it's it's real. And I mean, like, Lainey, you're my neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, and you you don't practice the dark stuff. But you do practice some of this stuff. So it is scary. Like there are people out there that do practice some like the dark side of things. And um, but I think it also taught a really good lesson, which I'll like pour over to into the education part. But it is it's like treat people how you want them to treat you, because it's like whether you believe in karma or not, like what comes around does go around. And I mean, it that's scary in itself. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the movie a B as well. Um, I think the message, not even the message. I think this movie is is ahead of its time because as a as a person that was probably roughly around the age of the of the characters in the movie. Granted, yes, I went to a small school, but um. The clickiness of the movie was accurate, but yes. I don't think, but to my, and my experience, I don't think in the nineties, um, the outcasts were into this stuff. Uh, I think the outcasts were just things you're not, you weren't an outcast because you were interested in things. You're an outcast because you weren't interested mm-hmm. in things. So if you're not an athlete, you're an outcast. Uh, you know, and so the out, you know, but it's like, there were enough kids in the band that band kids weren't outcasts because you had enough, you know, theater kids, there was enough of them. So it's like the outcasts were the kids that were into computers. The outcasts were, you know, in the nineties, the outcasts were kids that were still playing like Pokemon. Little nerdy, little nerdy, (laughs) nerdy, nerdy stuff were more outcasts. And so there was no way in my mind that realistically, these four girls would have been deemed outcasts. Yeah. Uh, simply because one, they were just, they, honestly, they were just too pretty to be outcasts. Mm-hmm. Different, yes, but they not, would definitely I, fall into that weird category. Yeah, but it's I don't a know. What, off. Right, but I don't know if they would have been put out as outcasts because honestly, I don't know if back in the nineties, uh, at least in my recollection, I didn't go to school in Los Angeles, but there weren't like, it wasn't as, as big of a upswelling of, of witchcraft as it is today. So I say that I think the movie's ahead of its time because what it portrayed then, if a movie like that came out now there, it's like, it couldn't come out now because 
there's enough kids that are in to this kind of stuff that they wouldn't be outcasts anymore. Yep. It would um, just be like about that group of people. And so, you know, and we've talked about that a little bit, I think, and I think we've talked about it in a different episode. If not, I know we've talked about it of, of in some ways, that's really what the internet has brought in a positive light to society today. There's so much negative that weighs it down, but it gives you, it gives you the, the tentacles to reach out and yeah. find your people. And so Absolutely. you can, you can cross over where you are. You can be a football player and a nerd. Yes. You know, you you can be a basketball star and still play Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's okay because yeah. the internet's given you enough of a platform where you have found people that do hang out with different groups. And so, I mean, I remember back growing up, kids that played video games were that that lived by video games, not just played them. Everybody played them. But the kids that were like, that's all they did. They were, you know, quote unquote, they were losers because yeah. they were different. But it's like now you've got, you know, you've got video game streamers that are making millions of dollars a year because that's what they do. You've got yeah. literally, <laughs> literally NBA players taking their Xboxes on the road with them so they could play video games in the hotel room. And these are adult men, you know. And so that I think a lot of that tarnish of difference has worn off, which unfortunately... Um, you know, we can get in, into this. Let, I get, let's segue into the education part now. Uh, I think some of the tarnish of those hyper-focused differences worn off to where now, unfortunately, I think kids are just meaner to each other because of the things they can't change. Yeah. Um, you know, because of maybe how, not where you live, but how you live. Things that are completely out of your control. You know, yeah. like in this case, Nancy, it's not Nancy's fault that, she's poor. No, it's know? not. I mean, and she, like, she's got a rough home life. I mean, her stepdad's abusive. Um, and her mom does I nothing mean, to help her. Yeah. <laughs> her and mom her mom wants to happen. is, right. I mean, a drunk, I would say. Yeah. And it's like, we have kids like that and they don't get to choose. Like, no. They're not, they don't get to choose where they come from. So it's like, you, you have to understand, like, people are going through things that you don't even know about. Right. And so to judge them off of their uncontrollables is just like, it is, it's downright mean. Yeah. And, and like, I, you know, like I was kind of getting at earlier that we used to tease kids, not obviously us, but people like kids would tease kids because of things that they liked or disliked because of just <laughs> of different, of a different taste. Yes. But yeah. now because so much of that is like cross categorical that now they're just back to being mean. Yeah. Like, because you're dirty or because, yeah. or because you're, you you don't have a dad or it's like, it's, and plus on top Which of it Which is all, crazy. It's crazy. Oh my God. I know. And yes. so much of it is just over sensationalized too. That like everybody is going for shock value mm-hmm. that, you know, if we're going to insult a kid, we got to make it hurt. And, yeah. and, and it's like, we deal with this in our schools all the time on top of all the other things that we're dealing with in Mm -hmm. terms of meeting, you know, meeting standards and, you know, safe environment or whatever. And it's like, but it's not in our classrooms that this stuff is going on. It's out at recess and it's at lunch and, and it's like, it's terrible because, and on their phones and, you know, their phones are awful. They say awful things to each other online. It's literally insane. And I just, and, and I just truly, I don't get it. I just, I 
I'm not of that. I'm, I'm not of that era. I'm not in this time frame with these kids. I, I just don't get it. Like, you know, so much of it as well. They started it. They start. And it's like, but you can end it. Like, yeah. And, and, and I just, I, I've never been able to understand it. And I don't know if anybody can crack the code of, you know, you just wonder, you know, we've got an absolutely fantastic, you know, uh, you know, social worker that she does just yeah. wonderful, wonderful things, you know, but I, I just, you know, I wonder, I just want to like go in after one of her classes and talk to the kids just, just to get them, you know, in a perfect world where they open up and you just want to ask them like, does any of what she's telling you even work? Yeah. Because, because I mean, she's, she starts it in kindergarten. Like yeah. she comes into my classroom every <laughs> other week and she talks about, you know, like mean moments versus bullying how it shouldn't matter, like the shoes that people wear. It shouldn't matter those things because it's kind of scary. But when I was in third grade, you know, I get kids are getting older. They notice those things. So when mm -hmm. I switched to kindergarten, I was like, oh, you know, they're just going to worry about who plays with them at recess. And it's like, no, I have kids coming to me saying like, I got name brand shoes. Yeah. So-and-so doesn't have name. I got I'm an like, iPad for Christmas. What'd you get? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's like, parents, come on, be better. Yeah. Santa brings be, me really cool toys and Santa brought yes, you that thing. Yes. Be better because it's like she works her butt off and she teaches all of these, I mean, extremely important skills and lessons, but yet do they resonate with the kids? Because I also mean, are their parents also giving them those lessons? Do their yeah, parents yeah. give a she needs how they to be able to give students. the parents lessons? And, and I know you see it in your classroom because I saw it in mine, but these kids know exactly what to say. Yeah. Like if you have these conversations about, you know, you could quiz them on, is this bullying or not? And the kids know, like yes. they know to a T what it looks like. They know that it's wrong. They know how to avoid it. They know what to do if it's happening in a conversation. Yeah. None of those skills leave the lesson and translate to lunch or recess or the hallways. None of it. Because the same kids that just sat there and told you verbatim exactly what mm -hmm. bullying looks like or exactly why it's so bad to be mean. Yeah. They're the ones an hour and a half later in the principal's office because they just told somebody something so awful. Yes. And it's like, you know, and it's, that's what I mean. It's like, cause I know she's, she works her tail off and she does wonderful work and the kid, you know, but I just wonder like, what else can we do? And I don't think we can do anything. No. Uh, you know, it's the whole lead a horse to water situation of we've got kids that know exactly what bad behavior looks like and choose to do it anyway. Yep. And then they know why it's wrong, but they just, yeah. they can't avoid doing it. And I just don't get it. I never have been able to get it. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to fix that today. So I don't know oh, if you man. really ever fix that. <laughs> no, no you it, and, and that's mean, the thing. It's it not like bullying is new. Yeah. Yeah. It just it's evolves. Yeah. <laughs> But it still it still stinks for sure. Um, I see it at work. I have I'm a supervisor at work, and my coworkers bully each other. We have one of them yeah. that's just so mean and hateful, and I'm like, girl, unless you're gonna go do something about it, quit talking about that person. I don't care what any of yeah. you do outside of this building, like adults. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I used to tell my third graders, like, you guys know, like, hurt people hurt people. So yeah. if you are like 
being mean for some reason, like on the inside, you're hurting and you need to think about that. Like, what, like, why are you so upset? And it's hard for kindergartners. You know, I could say it to them and they could repeat it back to me, but they're not going to understand what it means. But that's what I say. Like, because there have been times where like, I'm not happy with how things are going in my life. So yeah, I'll be like, well, they shouldn't have that, you know, like, and I mean, it is, it's pure jealousy because they've got yeah. something that I don't, but I've right. worked hard, you know, I mean, but it's also yeah, one thing to be like jealous about it or be like, Ugh, and, but not yes. act upon it too. You're not like yes. going out of your way yes. to be like, God, you suck. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to outright like you make really fun of someone, you know? People. Yes. You know, and it's like we I think we want to blame social media a lot because it gives us a platform to not filter ourselves and to not internalize our thoughts. But that doesn't explain why kindergartners, first graders, because they're not on social media. No. So it's like, you know, it's I think a lot of people want to chalk it up again, shift the blame. Well, it's if it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't say these things. It's like, mm, no, that's still the choice you're making. <laughs> no, you're yes. still kind of a sucky human, actually. It's like, yes. if, if anything, yes. you know, it's like there was an episode of The Office where uh, Creed was, he has a blog. He has a blog. When it turns out that um, that Ryan Howard actually just created a Word document and, and told him it was his blog. And so he goes in there and, and he just, and he writes his blogs all in his Word document. But of course, it never sees the internet. Nobody ever reads it. And so it's like, we need to get back to that of just channel your thoughts into a Google doc and then just save it and don't ever do anything with it. It's okay. If you need (laughs) it to leave your fingers, do so. But journaling, start journaling. Exactly. Go back to a diary and say how much you hated your day and then go to bed and it's okay. Like you don't have to take it out on the world. Um, and so, or if you're ah, a witch, put it in a spell jar, and then you'll feel better. There you go, exactly. <laughs> there, there's your lesson, guys. Get buy your spell jars from Lainey. She'll hook you up. Uh, and so, uh, promote yourself a little bit, Delaney. Tell us about uh, no or two dumb witches and where they can find you. So uh, we we're on uh, we're promoted technically by my husband. He has a platform called Shit Post Media is where it kind of started, and it was a sports blog, and he found out that most people don't want to listen to him talk about sports. So Get out of here. We're doing <laughs> So he does do these things called um, post-game analysis. They're hilarious. They're like little skits about the Patriots. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I've watched a couple. Yeah, so those are popular. But So then it was like, you know, mate, we could be reaching more people. And I think... Me and Allie fortunately talk about enough things that we are interesting to both males and females because we do yeah. like our funny episodes and then we do like mm-hmm. an occult episode. So we're kind of getting all these things. Plus, we both kind of have been gaining like this following on Instagram. So I have like a whole witchy Instagram. I have like a personal one, a witchy one, and then I have two dumb witches. Um, so I've kind of already been doing this stuff. I, uh, like to make spell jars. Um, even if you don't believe that they're doing anything magically for you, if you look at that spell jar and you're like, oh, I'm going to be confident today. It just reminds you to be that way. Yeah, then oh, so yeah. be it, you know, um, a reminder, if you hold it and it gives you confidence or you think that you're going to do better at work, then more power to you, <laughs> you know? So Fair we do yeah, all that. Like um, you can find us on mostly Spotify. I think we're also on like Apple Podcasts and a few other places. Uh, Dylan handles all that stuff. I don't really handle that stuff. <laughs> he wanted to be in charge of it. That wasn't a me thing. Um, oh, fair so, enough. So yeah, 
But we, we do episodes, uh, right now we do bi-weekly, every Friday we'll do an episode. I think we'll take a break for Christmas time and then come back in January, but yeah, kind of all over the place. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. So, yeah. Uh, and it's fun. If, I enjoy it. Yeah. It is fun. And that's kind of, you know, recording in our two. It's fun to, to just talk. You know, uh, I saw there was yeah. a, a, a couple, there's a Twitter handle I follow is about podcasts and they just said like, what's. You know, they, they post a question or two a day. And one of them was, you know, like, what's one thing you've learned about since podcasting? And I just answered, I go, I've learned that it's just, it's really healthy to talk about the things you love and the things mm-hmm. you enjoy. Absolutely. Um, and so like, I've, you know, cause I've known you guys for a very long time yeah. and it isn't until about seven weeks ago, yeah, Courtney and I finally crossed this path <laughs> of like, you know, and I've been, and I, I do another podcast with my best friend and we're, you know, we've hit a year already. Um, and it's like, this is, I really wanted to do another one. And it's like, I didn't want to do it with a, I would have done it with a complete stranger, but I didn't want to do it with a complete stranger. And then here, you know, my own very own backyard is, you know, somebody that's like, yeah, I'm on board with that. And, you know, I don't know, Courtney, if you'd ever really given thoughts to like, well, I'll do a podcast someday. No, I haven't. Kind of dropped in your lap. And it's just like, it's okay. It's fun. And, and it's like, do we have a lot of listeners? No, but whatever. That's not, you know. This is the fun part of it. Yes. So yeah, we only get about, I think, probably roughly about thirty listeners. But I mean, oh, we cool. Get... That maybe will boost our numbers then, because that's <laughs> yeah, about... you know we got four. Yeah. <laughs> you've been doing, yeah, you've been doing it longer than we have. Yes. But yeah, but yeah, uh, like Dylan's, I was like, it. You have to actually like it and to gain those followers and just build yeah. slowly. And oh, I told, yeah. I told Ali, I said, even if we don't, we like to re-listen to them and we think they're funny. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, my mom likes them. <laughs> I know that's just it. It's like, you know, I, I produce a podcast for the school district and we just dropped episode five yesterday or whatever. And I'm very, I'm envious of the numbers they're polling because it's, it's, they're very short for one, you know, a couple minutes long, but it, the kids are listening to them. Their parents are listening to them. And it's just for some of these kids, it blows their mind because yeah. they listen to Spotify and now they get to listen to themselves on Spotify. Well, so and it to, also kind of shows the power of social media. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they come into school and they're like, you know, or somebody was telling me like my mom picked me up from school the other day and the podcast was playing in the car. Like it was oh, just nice. like, yeah, guys. It's And I'm like, it's not this big magical spell. It's, this is how things work. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you, can, you live in. <laughs> yeah, you can be this if you want to be, it's, it's a low, it's like, it's, it's easy to do. So, mm-hmm. um, if you think about it, uh, you know, before we post this episode, uh, shoot me links or any imagery or whatever, and, and we'll, you know, do some cross promotion. So well, I think sure. that'd be great. So, all right. Well, Courtney, do you have a choice that you want to watch next week or should we shuffle it? You know what? Let's shuffle it. Let's shuffle it. I was hoping and you let's said hope that. it's a good one. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. We're watching it. I already have. I already have it pulled up. Right. Uh, we're looking at my my horror catalog is now up to nine hundred and three, and next week we are watching a two thousand twenty movie called Run, uh, starring uh, I think Sarah Polly is in that movie uh, from American Horror Story fame. A homeschooled teenager begins to suspect her mother is keeping a dark secret from her. So oh, that is nice. the premise of the movie. 80, 88% on the tomato meter by critics, 74% by the fans. Uh, it is a PG-13 movie. 
Clock's in at 89 minutes, and it is called Run, and that is what we're going to watch next week. Yay! Yay! I I guarantee you, you haven't seen this one, Courtney. Oh no, I uh, yeah. <laughs> have you seen any of the movies that you guys have done prior to? No, doing I the haven't. Episode? She has I... not. I've seen them all. It's rough. Including, I like... inclu- including including next week's movie. I've already seen. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like watching scary movies, and that's how like Mike Reed came to my classroom one day because I had tweeted like. Anyone want to watch a scary movie with me? Because my husband doesn't want to. Does Casey not like scary movies? Oh. You know how picky he is with his music. Oh, well, okay. He he exits the room when a scary movie comes on. Yeah. Nope, he does not like to be scared. It's hard to get Dylan to watch movies in general, so I kind of Yeah. Yeah. And so, because I've never, like, I've never watched them, really. But I do know that I, I like that gore and I like I like to be startled and I like things like that so yeah I have not seen many scary movies except for like the new ones like Annabelle or you know the typical I watched the It movies when they came out I have not (laughs) seen chapter 2 I haven't seen (laughs) chapter 2 either but I thought it was good (laughs) I liked the first one too but yeah, and I, I really enjoy it because my two children are too young to watch a lot of horror. We watch a little bit. Like, I've shown them some, like, really low-key stuff, yeah. you know, uh, that is more fun than it is scary. Um, and so this is fun for me because it's like I get to revisit these new ones yes. with a fresh set of eyes. Stuff Stuff that I've seen dozens of times before, and then Courtney's like, Halloween is that a Jason or a Michael or a Freddy? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, right. It probably makes some people like cringe, like, oh my goodness, this girl wanted to do a horror podcast. Well, no, but but they, but I, but I love the fact because it's like you're on board to watch whatever. Yeah, and so that's what's fun is we're like because you know the other show I do, you know, with my friend, let's talk about flicks. Vast majority of the time, we've both seen the movie already. Mm-hmm. And so we're revisiting it and then we're just talking and having fun with it. But this is fun because it's like, you it's know, fresh. Like it's, I, yeah, it's like, so what did you think? How did you feel? <laughs> How did, you know, and, uh, and it's fun because like we watch Halloween and there was stuff that like jump scared got you. And yeah. I'm like, I, I've seen it so many times. I know it's coming. I don't mm-hmm. miss a beat. And so, um. It, That's how I thought I was going to be excited when my brothers picked Van Helsing for our movie night the other night. And oh. then they were both super, like, they hated it. And I was like, it's kind of uh, cheesy, but I really Yeah, like it's very, it. it's very cheesy. Very I was cheesy. like, come on, you picked it. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, well, we're going to watch a, a, a very um, underwatched, underrated movie, Run 2020. It's one of those probably, it's an indie film, probably straight to you know, straight to streaming or something like that. But uh, I do remember it being very good. There's, I've only seen it once and it's been a couple of years, so it's going to be a revisit for sure. But, uh, but it was, I do remember it being very good. So, well, we're going to wrap up this episode, episode six of education. We're talking about the craft. We talked about the craft and we will be back next week. Uh, we do want to thank you Delaney for coming on. Yes. It's been Thanks a joy. Uh, we hope that you come back again sometime when, uh, 
when when the mood is right, uh, when when Courtney doesn't have scheduling issues that cause us to. <laughs> hey, my uh, schedule is weird. My schedule is weird yeah. to catch me. I work like every yeah. other weekend, so I'm yeah, hard so. to catch sometimes. But yeah, uh, you know, we'll we'll Thank knock you out for some sticking episodes. it out with us, though. Yes, yes, That's we right. appreciate your patience. So, and I know we've got uh, we've got other other people that would love to join the podcast as guests as well. So it'll be it's been fun, and we hope to have you back sometime. All right, so. I, I loved being here. All right. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Whether you're uh, catching us on a podcast or watching us on YouTube, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Links will be down below. And we hope you come back next week when we cover the Sarah Polly Vehicle 2020s run. So for Deducation, I'm Mike. And I'm Courtney. And we'll see you next week.